0: Hello again, and welcome to the Not That MJ podcast. Seriously, we're Not That MJ. We are part of the Uplift United Podcast Network, and I am your host, Matthew Dvorak, joined as always by my co host,
1: Jeremy Jamaku. And every week we'll be bringing you the newest, hottest topics in sports. So let's get into it.
0: Hey, man, did you see that Tyson fight? How about that, though, huh?
1: Yeah, man, I did not believe it when I saw it with my own eyes. What about that Nate fight, though? Bro. <laughs> Poor
0: Nate Robinson. How about Nate Robinson, bro?
1: Hey, man. what's okay.
2: (laughs) Homeboy got rocked.
1: To be honest, the ref, he should have called it the first time he went down
2: because he did not look okay to me. See but in they were going by world <laughs> they were going mm-hmm. by world boxing championship rules and you can take a knee in the WBC and it's not considered a down and as long as you're up before the 10 count if you go all the way down they have no right to call the match and he signed okay. off on those rules so mm-hmm. like it was it's a it was a legally sanctioned WBC mm-hmm. match between him and Jake Paul cuz Jake Paul's a WBC athlete right now uh so He was, like, in a sanctioned match. It wasn't, like, how Tyson and um, Jones Jr. was considered a vigorous exhibition where they were making full contact, but they weren't wearing face masks, basically, because they're both in their 50s, and that's the only way that the California State Athletic Commission would authorize it. Uh, That could have been called at any time just because one of them was breathing heavy but the other match was, like, an actual licensed match. Like, Jake Paul now goes 2-0 and and jumps up the rankings by quite a bit because he fought these two matches. Uh, good for him, didn't they call that
0: bullshit? Didn't they call that Roy Jones-Mike Tyson fight a to draw, too? They did call yeah. the Mike Tyson-Roy Jones Jr.
2: fight a draw, yes, and Mike Tyson very clearly won that fight. <laughs>
0: Not just that, like, y'all, y'all got to stop putting these bullshit pay-per-views out just to make money. Like,
1: it works though, man. It's business. Big business, right? You know? <laughs> it is though. People tuned in. I tuned in.
0: <laughs> Bro, but like if you're gonna put a match on like that, give me a win. Give me a, a definitive conclusion True. here. Don't give me don't put these two old ass dudes in the ring, which admittedly, they'd still both whoop my ass. I'm not gonna lie. Oof. Don't put these two old ass dudes in the ring for us to pay a hundred bucks a pop for it just to call that shit a draw. Give me a give me an end, please. Agreed. Like I didn't watch any of it, but the fuck, man.
2: I mean, just to jump in though, you saw how much bitching Roy Jones Jr. did when he got his ass saved with a draw, saying that he was the best boxer of all time. Can you imagine if they'd actually given Tyson that W?
0: I mean, they just should have. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Like I said, I didn't watch it. I didn't because I was at work,
1: and no, I wasn't at work. I
0: was doing something. But
1: ugh. First thing I really want to kick off with though is the NBA drafts.
0: Oh, I'm so glad we're on the same page today, man. Oof.
1: But overall, how do you think your Mavericks did, if I don't mind me asking?
0: You know, I've spent any time we talk about the Mavs up here and what we need this offseason, I talked about how we either need, in my opinion, a big defensive rim running center or some gosh dang three and D help at the wing. And goddamn if Donnie Nelson and Mark Cuban didn't hear us all, cause wings they got, my man. We got Josh, was it Josh Green out of Arizona? Uh Tyrell Terry, who is a sneaky good pickup. In my opinion, could come out to be the steal this draft. Um we got Don't worry, we'll get there. Hold your hold your applause till the end. We'll get there. Um, we got Josh Richardson right out of that deal with the 76ers. We sent Seth Carey in that deal. Mm. Um, trust me, I was, I was rough yeah, about I'm it not. too. Mm. I was rough about it too. Like when I, cause I was, we were sitting here with my buddy who had come down for, um, our producer, Sam, you know, Sammy G, his wedding. He got married. Congrats to him. Shout out. Congrats, man. Um, but one of our friends, Nathan, one of the groomsmen, was in town. He was staying with me, and we the night of the draft, we were sitting here getting updates and everything. And one of them was the Seth Curry trade. And I looked at him, and we're both Mavs fans. And I was like, "How do we feel about this?" Because he's a he's my he's my NBA guy. Like I know you know a lot myself, but when I really need like an actual in-depth analysis on something I don't know, I go to him. So he was like, "It's good. You know, we've got enough shooting. You know, Seth Curry was great at shooting, yes, but we've got enough of that around between Luca, KP when they're both hot." You got Tim Hardaway. We got, you know, shooting's not an issue. Defense sure. is what we needed. And Josh Richardson, I feel good about him coming back in a trade. I
1: do. I'm okay with that. That was a really, really good pickup. I, I like him a lot. I was sad to see him go. But his shooting, though, was kind of inconsistent up there. And to be honest, this whole Seth Curry situation, I, you can never have too many shooters. Luka is not that great of a shooter. Like
3: not
0: no i'm not going to say he's cuz his 3 point percentage this season definitely took a dip it was what like 30%, 31, yeah. rough around there it was a little rough he was rough shooting from 3 but come on now don't don't disrespect luka the chances he creates the offense <laughs> he the offense he makes on his own
3: the,
0: the inside game shade. but yes his shooting is a little rough but like I said, Tim Hardaway, we found out what a good shooter he can be starting. You
3: have KP. KP can cook. Um, let me think what else we got. I'm drawing a blank. But plenty of shooting. And, yes, Seth Curry is a big shooting
0: – Is was a big part of that offense when he was hot. He was really great. He could shoot lights out. But we needed the defense more. And I think we can do that. Plus, Tyrell Terry – number 31 pick out of Stanford, he can do all of those things. He can shoot threes, he can shoot, he can create offense, and he can defend. So I think he's a really good pickup. I think in a perfect world, he can slide in and just take Seth's place. (laughs) In a perfect world, mind
3: you. In a perfect world.
1: Okay, we'll go with that. To be honest, I actually like the trade more for the 76ers because they desperately needed some shooting. Seth feels that perfectly. It's always sad for an, an organization that's a great shooter go. He's historically great. So I feel like y'all are gonna miss him more than you let him down. But team, like you said, he's not a bad shooter. He really stepped up this year.
3: He did.
0: And and like I said, I'm not don't get me wrong, I miss the guy. It that's why I deferred to Nathan. I said, guy, give me a reason that this makes sense because that hurts. Because you're right, Seth Curry is a historic three-point shooter. The dude is Lights out beyond the arc. And I will miss him. I will. But like I said, we – I think in the long run it will be good. Like I said, we need – we needed some type of help in the wing. Right. We we can't keep having Dory and Finney Smith or Justin Jackson or Maxi Kleber be the guy that's guarding Kawhi and LeBron and AD or pick pick your poison in the West, you know, at that point out of the playoffs.
1: Personally, I don't mind that, but I guess you actually want to win this time around, so it's cool.
0: My friend, I've missed the subtle shades so much.
1: (laughs) Anyways, it was kind of also historic night for the Nigerians. They had about eight of them go in the first round, two of them top ten. That's pretty amazing. I think only two of them were actually naturally born in Nigeria. The rest of them had Nigerian descent here in the United States, so... It's pretty historic.
0: Like first or second generation? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Nice. Who were the – I didn't know that. Who were the top two – the top ten picks?
1: Uh, It was Isaac Okoro. He went to the Cavs. Yeah. They have him listed as a small forward, freshman. I think he was freshman of the year, if I'm not mistaken. I might be wrong about that. And then it was Onika Okongu. He went to the Hawks, power forward. He actually played in Chino Hills with the Ball Brothers.
0: Nice.
1: Okay. Not bad. Excellent. I was really, really shocked that Obi Toppin fell to the Knicks, to be honest with you. I thought he was going maybe more top five.
3: You thought so, huh?
1: Yeah. But who was the biggest um, surprise to you in the first out round, of the, at least?
3: Out of the draft? Yeah. Uh, nobody I was really surprised. Um, You
0: know, the first three went about as expected. It was Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, LaMelo Ball. Um, I don't know how LaMelo fits in Charlotte. I'm not positive that he does. But I guess we'll find out. Michael Jordan just signed, you know, that great superstar Gordon Hayward to that four-year
1: $120 million deal, so. <laughs> Got to get it how you can, man.
0: Mike making those money moves.
1: Uh. But to be honest, for me, the Bulls drafted Patrick Williams. Because I didn't really hear much of him. They said he has an extremely high ceiling. His measurables are almost comparable to LeBron, like 6'8, 225 or whatnot. If he can grow into that and mature his game, might be a really, really sneaky pickup. But still surprised he went before. I mean, Obi, you still had Denny Avdija, the Israeli. I'm surprised he fell to number nine to the Wizards as well. That's a really, really great pickup for them.
0: Agreed, agreed. Um, I really like Cole Anthony to the Magic. I'm kind of gonna lie, the kid from North Carolina. You know, what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I figured I was hoping. I figured I was hoping he would fall to 18 to the Mavericks, and we would scoop him. But wishful thinking, right? <clears throat>
1: Absolutely. But Tyrese Maxey, y'all could have had him.
0: We could have.
3: But I'm happy with Josh Green. I, I really am. I'm happy with it. I mean, he looks—he's decent. He's decent to me. Def- definitely. Maxi
1: looks yep. like he'd been better, but what do I know?
0: We'll see. We'll see. Um, I think Josh Green could be more athletic than Maxi. <clears throat> Maxie, God love him, always looks a little—he looks a little too stiff in the pick and roll to me. Sometimes,
1: really,
0: I think I think that's where Dwight always had the advantage. Was he was always a little more, I don't flexible would probably be the actual term. Bendy is the word I'm going to use. Mm-hmm. He just seemed more fluid in the pick and roll than Maxi does sometimes. Um, hopefully, it's still that way coming off that Achilles tear. So we'll see about that. But Maxi does a great job, in my opinion. He has great inside presence for his frame. I think he's real skinny to be a power forward, but I think he has great inside presence. Um his three had fallen off a little bit last year. Um and that could have been a product of, you know, playing time interrupted by the new lineup and everything, especially with KP being there, of course. But I don't know. I'm
1: excited for the season, man. I really I am. That's so much. It should be a really nice season this year. But you know, AD still hasn't signed. I wonder what the hold up is. Uh, I don't know. I doubt it's anything to worry about. Okay. I was going to say, because, you know, the Mavs are always looking, right? They have money to spend, apparently. I'm trying good. to go after Giannis.
0: You saw – that was the other thing. You saw those moves we made, right?
1: Yeah, I did. You saw that?
0: You saw we dumped that DeLon Wright deal? Not dumped. He was a good guy. I'll miss him. He was. We moved DeLon Wright. We moved Justin Jackson, who I will not be sorry to be gone. <laughs> um, no disrespect, but –
3: all as due respect said. i have no
0: respect so but and we took on james johnson right from the timberwolves i believe oh, do that okay to that we took on james johnson i think through the timberwolves um in one of like that like an okc trade as well like a three-team trade somewhere in there oh, okay um picked up him the good thing about him is we can either i guess the idea is what i've heard is either Obviously, keep him as an option, but, you know, in a pinch, you can move him for something for another, like, draft piece, or he's another salary you can dump at the end of the year to go hunting in 2021. Of course, the idea being for Giannis. That being said, on Giannis, hasn't signed that deal yet, and he has until December 21st to do it. Do you think it happens?
1: I think that that bogey trade with Boban... Oh, Bogdan. Oh, that 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 tanked
0: Bogdanovich deal? Yeah, I don't God. That was the
1: most weirdest thing I've ever seen in the NBA. free ages. I mean, Wolves usually has it on the dot, but that was weird. The fact that they missed him, I think plays really I, I don't know who else they can get at this point, you know? I don't know who else is out there to be traded for. I think he walks. I mean, I love, you know, I lo- he's one of my favorite players, but he's just not enough. I think they need another score to pair up with Chris. I
3: thought yeah, they sure. should have gone after
0: Chris Paul. <clears throat> I thought that's what was going to happen before the Sun swooped in on that one. But, yeah, dude, that, that was crazy to me. Because when I saw in the same night, um, and we'll get to the – I'll ask you your opinion on the Drew Holiday trade here in a minute. But they scooped Drew Holiday. They – the word came out that they had picked up Bogdanovich in that signing trade. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting there thinking to yourself, Wow. They yeah. really did not – they did not fuck around here and went out and made the moves they needed to did to get Keith here. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, yeah, and then news comes out later that it's like, yeah, he's – it makes me wonder, did they even call the man? Did anyone <laughs> even bother to pick up the phone and include him? Because he wasn't technically a free agent yet, so he would still have had to agree to the sign-in trade to sign with the Kings and then be traded. Like, it makes me wonder if anybody even picked him up, picked up the phone to be like, hey, man, are you – uh, you want to go play with Giannis? Possi- cool. I think he felt disrespected by the fact yeah. that nobody called him, and that's why he was like, fuck both of you guys. I'm yeah, going to go see. to Atlanta.
1: But low-key Atlanta is really making a lot of moves, to be honest with you. I like their future. This is very bright.
0: What else did they do? They signed Bogdanovich. They, they signed somebody else, I know.
1: Uh, they got Rondo. I think he's more for mentorship. So, I, don't, I don't think they're doing anything this year, but they I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago they drafted Cam Reddish. Yes. Now, when he was coming out. You know, I loved him coming out. I think he, his shooting stroke is almost flawless. I don't know what... He's not aggressive enough. I don't know why, but I'm looking for that to change this time around. They also got Daniil Hunter. It's a very, very young talented team, so we'll see what they're going to do this year, but I don't think this is going to be the year they're going to come out. Maybe next year.
3: Finally time for Trey Young to put those Luca comparisons to best, to rest.
1: I think you already did, to be honest with you. I think it was a great trade for both teams and for both players. Like It was a perfect opportunity for them. I don't, I don't think it should be any type of comparison of who won or who lost.
0: It isn't, unfortunately. You're right. I mean, I, sh- I should say I, I agree with you. Their comparison because they both, even from their rookie years, have right. made their own names in their own right. They've both done their own thing. You know, Trey Young is putting up gaudy numbers just on, admittedly, a worse. That's all the really differences at this mm-hmm. point. I mean, obviously, I shouldn't say that. There's obviously differences, you know, but you know what I'm saying.
1: Right. Actually, so, no, I'll take that back. The only thing I would give Luca over Trey, Luca seems like more of a winner. Like, He makes the, like, his numbers are not empty calories. Trey, sometimes they can be. That's the only difference I would say. Like, It's kind of like comparing uh, maybe KD to LeBron in a way. When Whenever LeBron fills up the entire statue, you can feel his presence in the game. Sometimes I look at KD and they're like he only took eight shots, but he still had like 30 points. And they might win or they might lose. But he, he scores so effortless. It's kind of like Trey Young in that way.
0: I would compare more James Harden. James Harden to me is an empty calorie score sometimes. don't want to hate. It feels it boy. feels that way. I'm, right. I'm not trying I'm not trying to boy, hate on man. him, but man. you you can't you can't could. tell me that sometimes when James Harden no, puts up fifty Never. you can't Never. tell me that when he puts He's up the entire like,
1: offense. <laughs> hey, come on, man. He's a playmaker. That's what he does. He's supposed to do that. Okay. Well, okay, then how that? about this?
0: Then how about this? Maybe a more apt comparison is at a certain point, when Russell Westbrook was still putting up triple doubles and they just kept losing, and you were like, it's cool, guy, but where's the wins, though?
1: You feel that, me? The only difference with that is he plays so hard, you just have to respect it and overlook the losses. <laughs> he plays so Listen, hard to hold him accountable for that. I'm sorry. And the team and was not that talented. so
0: They weren't. And, I mean, we discussed we this know. before, too. It's... Especially after KD left, I'll never – I'll never not hate KD, not only – not hate on KD, not only for joining that Super Team mm-hmm. Warriors like he did, right. but for the way he just up and left Russell Westbrook. It was the – it was the of the Baltimore – of the Baltimore Colts picking up and moving to Indianapolis in the middle of the night and changing cities like – what in
1: the fuck? You can't respect things like that, you know. I just, t- to this day, I don't think I'm ever gonna respect KD. I can't even look at him the same, to be honest with you. I never liked him before because he c- c- tried to throw shade at Kawhi a while back, so I was looking at him sideways. Then he did that after he caught this dude, his brother. Can't I can't respect that? It's really snakish. Uh,
0: it's just the cascading. To me, it's just the effects of everything around it that happened because of it. Because you got to remember, Westbrook only signed that massive extension because he thought KD was going to be there. I am more than positive that if he thought that if he knew KD was going to leave at some point or if he had an intention of it, he would have just left the year before and not have to deal with it. So, not only that. And then you just, you, the chasm you left. Remember all those reporters sticking a mic in Russ's face and saying, mm-hmm. Why did KD leave? What did you do that made him leave? Remember that?
1: Yeah, I remember. Yep.
0: I just, and that's wrong to me. Like, he didn't do nothing but chase a ring. And feel how you want about that, but I'm just mad that it left Russ holding everything.
1: But I will say the only good thing that came out of that was the Warriors versus OKC. That was intense. And I knew he was going to bring it, and he did. It didn't look pretty all the time, but he, he brought it. And you want to see that type of intensity and fight from Russ. That's the only good thing that came out of it.
3: Of course. Of course. So, we'll
1: see.
0: Speaking of the Warriors, James Wiseman. How you feel about that? The rich get richer.
1: So, they're, they're saying he might be... He might start off as a Anthony Davis-ish prototype then eventually develop an outside game. If that's the case, like you said, the rich get richer, because that'll be a great pickup. Although, I still, for some reason, feel like they're going to try to shop him plus Andrew Wiggins for somebody else. But with the Clay being hurt, probably not even this year. Maybe next year. Or they might still try to do it this year. Who knows?
3: Poor Clay Thompson, man. Yeah, man, that was, that was tough. That's
0: one dude I really feel for. Yeah. Plays hard, man.
1: Like...
3: He does. Well, I mean, what sucks is that's... Because he's, what, about 30 years old this year, I think? Maybe 31? Probably 31. Not too sure. hes I would say he's somewhere in his early
0: 30s. Mm. 30 to early 30s. So you got to think, two injuries in a row like that, man. that's about... It just makes me wonder what he's going to look like when he comes back, when he finally does come back, whenever that is.
1: But, you know, I mean, his shooting stroke shouldn't leave, but it's the back-to-back of um, recovery, rehab. Mentally, I know it's tough on players, so I can't imagine back-to-back years, bro. Man.
0: Not even that. To me, that's just – got to think, that's an ACL and an Achilles. I think they're in separate legs, granted, but – But, man, that has got to be just hell on your movement and your lateral quickness.
1: You know, he wasn't always the most athletic person on the court to begin with. But he played hard, so you'd see it in his defensive efforts. So maybe he'd just be a spot-up shooter going forward, like a Ray Allen-ish.
0: That's not a bad way to kind of twilight into a Hall of Fame career ending.
1: Dang. So... But who who do you think that they should go after if they were to do the Anthony Davis James not Anthony Davis but um, Andrew Wiggins James Wiseman trade?
0: Who do I think they should go after if they're going to try to package them for something like that? Um, I think if you're going to trade James Wiseman, you have to get something around that value, around
1: that like type of player. So so you're Um, saying James before you continue, you're saying James Wiseman is a higher talent than Andrew. I didn't. I, didn't,
0: I should have said Cal. I didn't mean caliber. I meant like that same type of player. I think you need that same. You need some type of big body in the middle somewhere. Okay. A, like a hyper athletic big would be nice. Um. So I think if you're gonna trade, like I said, James Wiseman, you need to go get somebody kind of like him. Uh. I just don't know who you could flip for those two.
1: To be honest, only one person I was thinking of if if I was them, because I I want to put Clay before the injury, of course, at the three, maybe trade for Bradley Beal. Put him at the I w- two.
0: I was thinking that. I was kind of going over who who's the most disgruntled ones you start there, right? Who'd be mm-hmm. easiest to get in a trade? Mm-hmm. It'd be nice because you could put, you know, obviously you put Steph at the one. You
1: put, you said Clay at the three, right? Shooting guard? Yeah, Clay at the three, yep. And then uh, Bradley Beal at the three. two. Uh, yeah. the, the shooting guard, yeah. Bradley Beal at the two. You still put Draymond at the four, you say? Well, you know, they have Marquis Chris. I was going to say this earlier. He's working on his shooting. I don't think he's going to be a good shooter by any stretch. But he's very, very hyper-athletic, like you're talking about. Clean up around the rim. And then put Draymond at the five.
3: Okay. Okay. Because the good thing about Draymond is he'll do the dirty work. Yep. He will.
1: I think they um, have Willie Colley stein also, if I'm not mistaken.
0: No. We re-signed you know? Willie Cauley-Stein.
1: Oh, you did? <laughs>
0: Because they did have him last year. We, um, before the trade deadline, traded him for a second round pick. Or traded for him. We gave them a second round pick for Willie Colley Stein, and then we resigned him to a two year, like eight
3: million dollar deal this year. Okay. So
1: you probably didn't see, but the Spurs actually got a decent pickup.
3: Who? Devin Vassell. I, he's really linky, right?
1: They have him listed a six, seven, small forward. For some reason, he reminded me of KD when it was not as linky or as skinny, but his ceiling to me looks pretty high. I got some muscle on him. Work on his, uh, his physical approach to the game. I think he'll be nice. It's a good pickup.
0: Okay, very good. Um, y'all going to trade the Marcus Aldridge yet or what? You should let that let that deal run its course.
1: That's like one of the most saddest things that has happened to that organization, in my opinion. Because I thought we were getting Portland, L.A. Because he was a monster. And ever since he came over here, it was just downhill. It's like he's retiring almost. I don't even know who would want him in this day and age. He
3: doesn't like shooting threes. He can. I don't know who's going to pick him up. Nobody. I just want to tease you about it. (laughs) I just want to throw that one back in your face for a minute. So,
0: I'm going to go back to something earlier in regards to the Giannis deal. How do you feel about the Drew Holiday thing? How do you feel about that
1: trade? Perfect for what they were looking for. Because my problem with um, Bledsoe was... Every time we got down to the playoffs, he's a good defender, but he played really small, and he's already small. And for some reason, he wasn't able to score all the time. He couldn't really create his own shot. He wasn't getting others involved. So he's exactly what they needed at the at the point guard. But to be honest, I would have liked if they would have won someone a little bit cheaper than Dennis Schroeder with his length and go big. But... Drew's still perfect, because he he can work on the offensive side and give Giannis a little break. But I feel like Chris Middleton should be a third option. Drew can be a second option, but I don't think that's why they brought him there.
3: No. I would wholeheartedly agree there. It's not. Um, Drawing a blank. But three first-round picks and two pick swaps, they they got the Paul George treatment on Drew Holiday there. I mean, the Pelicans are
1: doing nice things themselves. Can't even hold them. It's a good trade for them. But I feel like if, if you're the Bucks, you have to make that because you're trying to win right now, and you need Giannis to sign. I think that it had to, had to. I just don't like it. N-
0: Nuclear doomsday scenario is you make that trade and then you're stuck with Drew Holiday as your best player when Giannis leaves.
1: <laughs> that would suck for Drew. I really I don't want him to leave, but they do. They need one more person, and I don't know who they can get at this point. That uh, Bogdan trade would have been perfect for them because he can create his own shot. He's a bucket getter. I like him a lot and Chris can be your third wheel, and you still have Drew, they can really make some noise, finally, in the playoffs. But, I mean, even if they don't get anybody else, Drew can still score, and he can facilitate, and he can defend. If I was him, I would stay, honestly.
3: But I think he's gonna, he's going to end up leaving. I just... I don't know, because you can always – he can always
0: not sign by December 21st and still sign like a max deal with Milwaukee after he enters free agency again, yes? Right, right, right. Now, would it not be as much? Would it not be that super max still?
1: No, I think they will try by any means to still give him that. Because if he leaves, I don't think they get anybody close to his talent walking through those buildings via free agency doubtful doubtful
0: um i just think they over i don't know man five
3: five first to be is honest with you the way 10, you're sounding I, mean,
1: I feel like you don't believe in Giannis that much to be honest with you I sound a little hesitant you wouldn't give him the full max is that what you're saying
0: no 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 no. i no, because isn't there isn't there some type of deal where like if he declines to sign the deal by december 21st doesn't it automatically go down like, per the CBA, doesn't it go down? Or can they, can they still give him, like, the super, super max in free agency? Yeah, I'm not 100% sure about that. Because I know that's the thing with the way they work now is they work all differently. Like, the Bucks are the ones that can pay him the most money. No yeah. one – I don't think anybody can, like, physically per the CBA pay him as much money as the Bucks have the chance to. Right. Um and I know the entire idea with the whole thing with Supermax was you keep the homegrown stars where they are, you know, especially in mm-hmm. the small markets. It was made for this exact situation here. Exactly. You have a small market team that brings up legitimately home grows an absolute possible face of the league franchise altering player. And then normally what happens is, you know, their small market. They can't pay him. So he goes to whoever has the most money at the time and just takes a contract. So. I think what happens is they can sign him to like $240 million whatever. Somebody else can only sign him to like 150 hundred, fifty, sixty, 60 something like that. So I don't know for sure, but I think he's gone. And I think the Bucks overpaid to have Drew Holiday be their best player in a year when he is gone. So we will see.
1: So if you were honest, would you leave or would you stay? If I was Giannis,
3: uh-huh.
0: I would. If I was Giannis, I would not sign this deal this year, and I'd run it back one more time throughout this season, see where you get, and evaluate from there. If I get another second-round exit,
1: dip. Okay, but you know, in all fairness, I love Giannis, but hey, they're kind of losing also because you're not coming up as big as you used to. Granted, you could use more help around you shooting-wise, but
3: at the end of the day, you have to go and get it. you got to be the guy, right? You have to, honestly. And that's fair. Um, I'll credit you that. That's fair. But
0: I don't know. Personally, I've got my own wonder kid to worry about. I ain't worried about Giannis. Would it be nice to have him? Sure. But at the end of the day, I've still got Holly Luca.
1: Yeah, I... (laughs) I'm really getting tired of these maps, fans, man. Get one superstar, then you run the world. Just relax. Bro. I'm
0: tired of you hating on the
1: shine. Like, he, might, he might end up leaving, Rocky I keep playing. You're hoeing. <laughs> Don't even talk like that. Don't even put that shit in the universe. Just go ahead and put it out there. Why not? Luca and the black, silver. In
3: the words...
1: Of Will Ferrell.
0: Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby.
1: You don't think you'd look nice in the black and silver? Fuck no. With Pop? I'm just thinking, just listen, listen, listen. Luke is a genius. Pop, the greatest all time, arguably. Put those two together? It's like having
3: Ginobili ish talent on steroids. That is one thing he was always compared to during the pre-draft process was like a jumbo Steve Nash
0: or like a really just bigger Ginobili and, mm-hmm. and I could see it. It'd be nice. But no, I like him in that, uh, that blue. I like him with Rick Carlisle. I like him in the
1: AAC. <laughs> Do you feel like they should have kept Dennis, the little flashy point guard?
3: Smith Jr.? Do I think that he was? it was something we needed
0: on our offense, a guy like that? Absolutely, especially because we picked – look what happened. We picked up Trey Burke for the bubble, and the offense got even better. I mean, we just signed him again to a three-year deal at the end of the season. Thank God I'm happy about that. Um, to do the same thing that we kind of had Dennis drafted to do, essentially. And that was the initial idea when we drafted Luka was to have them play alongside each other. Do I wish we had him over
3: Kristaps?
1: No. I mean, more of a um, off, the, off the bench. You know, I think he could be a great six man.
3: Yes, I can
0: agree with you there, 100%. I would have loved to see him off the bench. Because um, I think you're right. He would have done great leading like that second unit, kind of like how Seth Curry used to lead the bench, off, yeah. you know, coming off. I think he could have done that.
1: Or even the but... way Ginobili was moved to the bench. This is,
3: that's what champions do, you know. They do what has to be done. Absolutely, man. Sacrifice. That's true. That's true. Um. So we'll see. But no, I think Luca
0: is good right where he belongs. Just so, just so we're clear there.
1: Yeah, we'll see about that. I mean, wasn't wasn't it the same organization that after they won the championship blew up the whole team basically? same one right you never know it's probably the 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 bill o'brien curse who knows what could happen
0: bruh now i i'm listen listen (laughs) listen there's any evil you're not gonna put on me it's that bill o'brien don't even don't you dare put the bob curse on me
1: oh man i'm just saying you never know never know
0: hell no so, um, I heard you mention Dennis Schroeder earlier, though. The Lakers talk about money moves. God bless. Great.
1: I don't really love Montrez. I've never ever really liked him. I don't know how I feel about that, because like he yeah he gave you I think he gave them almost sixteen a game with the Clippers, something like that. But it's more of like a. Uh, a grimy 16. Like he really, really gets it. And I think they could use somebody like that, but I think they have Morris for that. The one of the twins. I don't I don't know if I really like him like that, to be honest with you.
3: I don't,
0: I mean, as a player, he's good. I mean, he was sixth man of the year. Um, he really, I mean, you're right. He'll give you a grimy 16 points a game. He'll get down there and grit and grind that. It very much reminded me of, like, you know, the old grit and grind Grizzly thing. I think he would really fit
1: well in that. I don't know about all that, because they actually have skill as well. No disrespect. I don't really see any skill in his game. Because the only person you could could compare him to would be Zebo. Zebo is very skilled and tough and grimy. He's just grimy. (laughs) (laughs) That's all he brings. And he really attacks the offensive board. That's why I love him. That's the only reason, to be honest.
0: That's, that's why I think he fits so well in the Clippers, dude. The Clippers, I've never seen, at least up to last season, because they also got rid of Landry Shammott as well. You know, traded hey. him for the number 19 pick to the Nets. But, like, last year, I've never seen a team, like, a full team of dudes that I just did not like. You go <laughs> almost top to bottom on that roster, you're like, dude, I hate this fucking guy.
3: Really? I don't like
0: this guy. You're the like, god damn, I don't man? like this guy either. You don't like Lou? Sweet Lou? Exaggeration, obviously not every guy on there. It's an exaggeration. But just like between Trez, between Landry Sham, between Markeith Moore. But you Shre- don't like Landry Hall- Hall- either? Patrick Sham. I didn't like Landry Sham in the playoffs, man. Why? <laughs> He's an asshole, bro. I don't like him. I don't like him.
1: He's making the best of, out of every opportunity he got. I don't see him doing anything wrong unless I missed something.
3: What did he just do? Just the whole
1: – oh. Bro, Y'all, y'all had a playoff series with them. That's why. It's because they were mad disrespectful mm. the whole mm. series, bro. Okay, I see. So whole you're salty.
0: series, they were mad disrespectful. Like I'm salty as hell, bro. Yeah, you know man, what that's I'm fine. salty about? That's fine, the man. fact that the Mavs had a legitimate chance to probably go out and win that series, but just like they do every time they're in the playoffs, man, the refs fuck. NBA don't like to see the Mavs win, bro. I don't. They like to. They like to keep Mark Cuban down just because he likes to go clubbing with his players. Just because that man signed Chandler Parsons to a $96 million deal just to be his clubbing partner for seven points a game does not mean y'all get to hate and keep us down in the playoffs when we're actually here to do something. That's all I'm saying.
1: We're trying to keep the legacy alive, man. This is what y'all do. Stay in your lane. Over oh, here getting Chris Stapps for what?
0: Oh, fuck that noise, man. Fuck that lane, too. I'm here to make noise. We're here for it. That's what we're all about. Y'all were hating in 06 because we were going to beat Dwayne Wade and take away his ring. We couldn't – y'all couldn't stop Dirk Shy in 2011. All the tampering in the world to put LeBron in Miami could not have stopped that from happening. Yeah. I... <laughs> that's just a joke. That's, that's all a joke. <laughs> that's me being salty. That was that me being salty. But – And the refs can and they continue to do it last year in this bullshit playoff series against the Clippers, man.
1: (laughs) But do you ever think Dirk would ever come out of retirement just to be a little spot up shooter for them? Still, Rainbow Threes are still a hit. Shooters never lose their touch.
0: Shooters always shoot, and I agree with you there. But Dirk, God bless him, I was I wasn't excited to see him retire because I was tired of having him. I would have let Dirk, if he wanted to, deep in his heart, play for a million years. I would have let him be in a wheelchair, being shuffling up and down that court if he wanted to. Because he is he is my GOAT. He is the GOAT to Dallas. All due respect to any Dallas Cowboys and Tony Romo, Dirk is true about Dallas, goat. Goat. Dallas GOAT. And Dallas GOAT? Yeah, in Dallas, he's the GOAT. In Dallas, he is the GOAT. So all due respect to him, I would have let him do that. But all due respect to Dirk... Watching him at the end of his career, yeah, dude, it's like watching, you ever watch old people in, like, cafeterias try to, like, shuffle their feet and move across the floor? Sometimes, like, watching that happen when Dirk was running up and down the court, man. It was so rough. Oh, man. No, man, listen. True story. This is an absolute true story. The first time I ever thought to myself that Dirk needs to retire, (laughs) this is the first time this ever happened. Me and my buddy were... At a Mavs game, they were playing the Thunder, right? It was uh, 2016 or 2017. It was the year or two before they got Luka. We had just signed Nerland's Noel, but they were still starting Dirk at center for whatever reason. I promise you, Jeremy, that the first three possessions the Thunder had, it went exactly like this Russ brings it up the court. He dumps it off to Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams just meticulously backs Dirk all the way down to the basket and hooks him they do that three times in a row and i was like yo please anybody take Derek off right now for the love of god i am not gonna watch my goat get backed down by stephen adams in the paint repeatedly
1: at least you call him your goat that's that's all that matters but i mean i think somebody was saying his he has a four inch vertical i don't know if that's accurate or not Oh my goodness, man! I, I I respect Dirk. Respect what he did for the game. Like he really changed it. It's a lot of respect. But to even put him in the goat category—that's reaching for me, man. You're you're reaching on that one. Like I said, no shade. No
0: like shade. I said, not the goat of all time. My goat, personally, because Dirk's my favorite player. He'll always be number one in my heart.
1: But I mean, y'all had Stephen Ash and Jason Kidd. But we had Dirk.
0: Mm-hmm. All due respect to Steve Nash, Jason Kidd, all due respect to anybody that's ever been here, all due respect to Luca right now.
1: Yeah, Dirk. So, okay, let's say Luca brings you a title. Does that change your mind? Say what now? Say again? If Luca brings a title to Dallas, does that change your mind? Uh, it
0: would, yeah. Listen. I also, deep in my heart, kind of think that by the end of Lucas' career, said and done, he'll have overtaken Dirk the, not only is the GOAT in Dallas, but is the best Dallas Mavericks player of all time, which will be quite an accomplishment if he does it.
1: I mean, the GOAT of Dallas, like, you still have Dak, still got Zeke the Freak. Hey, it's a really big title, bro.
0: If you're going to put any Dallas Cowboys in there, <laughs> let's start with somebody with... with I'm just saying. Yeah. Thank
1: you. I'm just saying, man.
0: As our producer Sam would like to say, Aikman would like to speak in the walk-in. <laughs> so, we'll see. That's fine. He can speak in the walk-in. But the city of Dallas has chosen. We renamed the goddamn
3: street in front of the AAC Nowitzki Way. That man is the Abraham... That man is... Oh,
0: would he be Abraham Lincoln or George Washington? Pick your favorite president on Mount Rushmore, and that's who Dirk is on the Mount Rushmore of Dallas sports. Just like that.
1: To be honest, okay, I feel like you're forgetting one big name, and I think he has to be there, or at least considered. Has to be DeAndre Jordan. It's like the biggest, I don't know, I don't know if it's the FU or just, y'all got pants. I,
0: why do I bring you here to troll me?
1: I don't know, man. You need it. I'm being realistic here, man. I had fun with that. That made my summer.
0: Bro, I cannot tell you how mad I was and upset. Not not only did we miss out on him and we signed that money to Wesley Matthews instead. We could have had DeAndre Jordan lob city DeAndre Jordan in his prime. And we ended up paying Wesley Matthews $80 million. Not to even discuss that, though. The fact that he literally got held hostage in his house by... Chris Paul and Blake Griffin.
1: That's different. That That is commitment, man. Y'all don't have that. It's it's a different game, I'm saying. Y'all need to stay in your lane. Y'all are not committed to win. You don't do what is necessary.
0: Were the Clippers committed to win then either, Jeremy? Were they?
1: At least it was Lob City. You got to do something if you're not winning, right?
0: And where did that get them?
1: Uh, 30 for 30 in a couple of years. That'll be. Extru- I know you're gonna be interested. Remember, had they had a little um, situation with Blake in the in the locker room and Chris Paul. Whenever he went back to, I don't know that was Houston, the Chris Paul and the Clippers.
0: I'll only be interested if they intermittently cut it with Chris Paul State Farm commercials <laughs> and Blake Griffin Kia commercials.
1: Hey, Blake is actually hilarious. Have you seen some of his stand-up? He has stand-up? He does what? yeah, he does stand up. You know
3: what I mean? Wow. He's actually a really funny guy. I like him. I respect it. I respect it.
0: I like I liked him in his Kia commercials. All the ones where he like goes back to his former selves, like his younger selves. <laughs> Always remember him dunking on his eleven year old self. He's like, Don't wear jean shorts, bro.
1: I respect his evolution, though, because he, he was just a dunker for a while, and he really, really grew his game. Got a lot of respect for him. He's really talented, high key.
0: He is. I mean, he had to, though. Like he went, When dunking was the only thing, it was great when your entire team was built around that, but you know, DeAndre Jordan left, Chris Paul left. When you were the only dude left in the Clippers and there wasn't much around you, you kind of had to build a mid-range jumper. You have to wear that shooting sleeve for a reason now, is what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> no, but he's done even more than that. He he can facilitate a whole team. I hey, was sleeping on him.
0: I just feel like the poor dude got sent out to Detroit for his career to just kind of die. Yeah,
1: yeah. I thought they were going to get LaMelo. That would have been a little bit more interesting to me
3: than him going to Charlotte.
1: Yep. Because I feel like he fits a need because the Charlotte still has Devontae Graham and Scared Terry. So I don't know how that's going to work.
0: I just can we talk about this Gordon Hayward signing, though? You don't like it? Not for 30 million a year. Jeremy, I saw something earlier from ESPN on Twitter. Listen, I saw something earlier from ESPN on Twitter. That the only three, there are only three players in NBA history to sign multiple thirty million dollar a year contracts. Okay, it was Kevin Durant, LeBron James, and Gordon Fucking Hayward.
1: In all fairness, none of them got hurt like he did.
0: One of these things is not like the other.
1: Gordon is actually good. He's actually really. I don't know if he's on their, wow. he's on their level. but I, I'm going to defend him. He's actually really good, and he can take them. Into the seventh or eighth seed in the East easily with LaMelo. I'm guaranteeing that. You hold me on that.
0: Wow. Sam, bookmark this one because we'll come back to this.
1: Gordon, Seven. bookmark this far right here. Gordon Hayward is a dog.
3: Okay. All right. Comeback player of the year this next year, huh? What do you think?
1: I wouldn't go that far. I need to see a list of who's coming back, but I would not go that far. I think I'm he's going to he's going he's gonna to ease into it. Maybe the first half is going to be kind of slow. Second half, he's going to start picking it up, right for that push for the eighth seed or seventh, maybe even sixth. It'll be Kevin Durant till we come back. Player of the year. I don't. I don't think so. They have too much talent for him to be. I feel like Harry's going to be a little too selfish. And then they're still trying to get this James Harden trade. I really don't want to see that at all.
3: Oh, that's
0: another thing. I'm glad you brought – you keep – we're on the same – dude, listen, I'm not going to lie to you. I was so sad that we were not going to record the week that NBA – that off-season free agency opened. I was like, man. That's tough. It is raining wash bombs, and we are nowhere to be found here. So, but yes, dude, this whole
1: blown up in Houston thing, how do you feel about that? So they signed Christian Wood. And people are extremely high on this guy, and I don't know why. But I mean, I guess yeah. time would tell. I don't I don't think they should blow it up. Cause to be honest with you, I like the recipe. You have Russell attack, 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 live in the paint. It's it's free it's a free for all with him. He can still facilitate and he can still rebound. And you have James doing what he does on the outside. That's a really good recipe. Both of them can facilitate, both of them are playmakers. Rush just needs to stay in his lane. I feel like he's a little too stubborn. But they have a good recipe for success in my mind. And I think they got rid of um, Covington, possibly? Yes. Was it?
0: Yes, the guy, they traded They traded Robert Covington to the Blazers, I think, for like two firsts and something else maybe.
1: Is it Trevor Ariza? Yes, that part. Man, they should have kept him, was it three years ago? They just let him walk, so it's good that he's coming back. I don't know what else he has left, but I, I like I like Houston the way they presently are constructed. I think they're fine.
0: Trevor Ariza to me is always—he's that dude that you throw into he the dude that gets thrown into trades just because he's the name, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, he's talented though. <laughs> He's a specialist, a DM3 specialist.
0: It's when you need to push something, to, when you need to throw in something to push that trade over the edge. Because someone's like, I don't know, just one more thing maybe. And you're like, I'll give you Trevor Ariza. And they're like,
1: yeah, all right, they're doing I'll him take dirty, that. Man. It's like he's been traded like almost every year. I, I don't like that for him. He just pushing, that,
0: I'm telling you, he's that dude, man. He's, he's that dude.
1: But Bro. he's good, though.
0: I mean, he's he's just old by now, is a thing. He's yes. just aged. So, but I don't know. I I wouldn't mind if Houston blew it up. Fuck them. Let him blow it up. Oh, you're scared. That's what it is. Scared my be. ass, bro. Houston be. is Houston is the one team in the West that I do have no fear. No, I have serious every every confidence in my heart that if we met them in the playoffs, we would take them in a series. I'm not saying we'd sweep them. I'm not saying it'd be necessarily easy, but they're the one team that I have every confidence in the world that we could beat in the
1: playoffs. The problem is you don't respect James Harden, and that is going to come back to bite you.
3: Bro. Okay. Well, I'll leave it at that. That's all I have to say.
0: While we're marking shit, mark this one, bro. Meet me in the... Meet Houston in the playoffs. We beat them. Mark this for when this inevitably happens, and I may or may not have to eat crow on
3: this one. But mark this; it happens. I'm telling you. Um, but James Harden in Brooklyn—that'd be interesting. That'd be a sight Deep, to see. I, said, I, would, I don't. I don't want to see that at all.
1: That I hate hearing that. That's just too easy at this point, man. I don't.
3: I'm
0: not saying I want to see it. I don't have any. Feeling one way or another about seeing it, I uh, just it'd be interesting for sure. That'd
1: be something. Do you think your maps could beat that team? That'd be tough. The, this guy, that'd be tough. I mean, to say the, the, the least, tough.
0: Kyrie is to me. Kyrie is the linchpin of the whole thing. If Kyrie does Kyrie things. But even then, guy, which Kyrie things are we talking about? Because if we're talking about the nastiest handles Oof. we've seen in quite some time, that'll work. If we're talking about the if we're talking about Flat Earth or Kyrie, yikes.
1: But him and Katie apparently are really, really close, which is kind of odd to me. But if they say they want to make it work, we'll see but as we just saw with Houston. Russ and and, uh, James thought they could play together doesn't Mm -hmm. seem that way. So we'll see how they work out. I I don't, like I said, I don't really like KD. I respect his talent. And Kyrie, to me, is the most talented player I've ever seen. Below the rim, of course. Just talent-wise, it's disgusting. Hey, I said it. I mean, who else is as talented as him? Your bait made it. This, this is a trick. I'm not going to be, not baited, in I'm not not gonna be baited into this. <laughs> it's not a trick. I mean, handles, shooting, shot creation. The only thing you could knock him for is his facilita- f- facilitation.
3: Like That's actually being all. able to run the offense? Yeah. That's literally it.
0: Oh, but I don't know. Like I said, it it depends on which Kyrie you get next year. If you get the Kyrie, that'll be a smart ball handler and not try to, not try to force his way into the shine,
1: essentially. The fact that both of them worked it out to go there, I think they have an understanding. Um,
0: They had to. Well, I mean, you've seen that picture of them talking at like the all-star, the all-star break and everything, right? You know, God, I love how much tampering goes on at the all-star break. It's my favorite thing about the all-star break, to be honest. But, but anyways, tampering, air quotes, tampering, allegedly.
1: Let me ask you this question though. How do you feel about the Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown leading Boston?
0: I like it. I don't I don't mind it. I think they're a great young duo to build around. Um, you know, Jason is your Batman, Jalen Brown is your Robin. Uh, They just paid Jason Tatum, too, didn't they?
1: Yeah, they do.
0: Gave him the max deal. Um, I love it. I love it for him getting paid. I love Jalen Brown got paid, too, I think last offseason. Yeah. So I like it for both of them. I think they are a really good team who can – I don't know exactly what they need. I think they're still missing one or two pieces. But I think they're, like, right there.
1: See, I always thought they were trying to get Steven Adams. And I thought that's exactly what they need, like a throwback big.
3: Someone better than like Ennis Cantor?
1: Ennis, man, he's just – he's not a defensive rim protector. He doesn't really play big at times. Offensively, though, he will crash the boards. And he'll give you, you know, 15 points maybe in the paint. But there's something missing in his game that doesn't make him a starter. If he, if he could be a starter for them, he would be great. But they still need a true big. Daniel, he's nice. He's just not big enough. You know what I mean? You tell me you don't believe
3: in Taco Fall?
1: Hey, it's a little too too early for that. He can shoot threes now. So maybe give him like a year or two. His movement, his lateral quickness is a little concerning for me. I feel like Steven Adams would have been perfect for them. Taco just needs his Giannis glow up. Oof, that's actually terrifying to think of. <laughs>
0: like, I just just on the frame, I mean, not even necessarily the same skill set, but like, you know, like how Giannis was real, just like.
1: That's just, bro, I don't want to think about that. That'll be. <laughs> he's like seven. Six, seven...
0: dude. <laughs> or maybe not no, seven, I six.
1: Don't... But he's huge. Yeah, I think seven, six. He is huge. To put on 50 pounds of muscle, he's already kind of. He wasn't as skinny as Giannis. That would be terrifying. I don't know who wants to go in the paint. This is going to be all jump shots. Yeah,
0: I've got I see him. I see him listed here at 7'5",
1: hopefully. Hey, that's too much. How tall is Chris Dapp? 7'4"? 3. 7'3",
0: three, I think.
1: Nah, that's too much. He, Listen, he needs 50 pounds of muscle. He's his MVP level.
0: He's been adding on ever since he... he has. Ever since he got on with Dallas in that trade back last year, at the beginning of last year, he's been he's been adding the muscle on, surely but surely, like, I think he's just always in like always in their crank, which is what he needs. Cranking the weights, he needs to put on that upper body. He needs to put on that lower body. We need muscles around those knees, along with like duct tape and holy water. But you know,
1: be careful with that, man. So similar to to Lonzo Ball. My favorite ball brother. I like him. Just can't teach passing. I was a believer
3: in him. That's all I have to say.
1: (laughs) I know you're tired of LeVar, but I think LeVar is a genius. To be honest with you. Some things were questionable, of course. At the same time, I respect him. A lot, actually. Almost, almost proud of him, but I use just respect for now. Who's the visionary? <laughs>
3: I have
0: mixed feelings about the man. I don't. It's not that I necessarily. I don't hate him. I don't got any hate for him because the more I thought about it, when it was pointed out to me, really, he's he's a good dad. I mean, mm-hmm. great dad. He that's just having love a lot of love for your kids, um, and you know, I. I do always admire the confidence the man had. I mean he boldly, proudly from day one went out there and was like, My kids are the best. They'll sauce all of you. Like I I have the best kids in the world to play this game. And I can and I can respect the confidence in that. I can respect the the love and everything there. I think he went about it the wrong way.
1: That's debatable, and I'm not gonna argue that he did everything perfect, but I almost feel like I might be a sneak peek into to my future anyways as you were saying <laughs> hey man we talked about it he's
0: going to be the kid's going to be a quarterback right
1: of course of course quarterback or we're playing NBA that's it what are you going to train him to be point guard floor general it really just depends on his size but probably point
3: okay we'll, we'll see So
0: overall, all of that being said, overall, who won the who's won the off season? I mean, I normally wouldn't ask this question this early in the off season, but considering that we're only going to get about three weeks of it in total before the season starts in training camp, who's won the off season?
1: It's gonna be a big surprise to you, but personally, seventy sixers are. Hey, Daryl Morey, that's my guy. He's doing everything perfect. To be honest with you, he got three pretty – two really good shooters. And then Tyrese Maxey in the draft moved out Holford. It's perfect, man. They still have Tobias. Ben is going to be coming back. That's really going to be a championship team in my mind. They just need a closer. Hopefully someone – I think Doc possibly could get into Embiid's ear. Get him to actually lose some weight, so we can see him in his truest form. Because I don't think he's ever been in shape any of the years he's been back, and I don't think he's been fully healthy. I think hopefully, if he can start eating right, taking care of his body, he could probably be an all-time great big. I'm talking Hakeem great, because he's the most talented big in the league in my mind. Yes, yeah, so you really think 80.
3: he's been? You yeah, think so he's
1: been, You think
0: he's been out of shape that long, huh?
1: He the has. Whole the whole time. I'm just, bro, you, Look at the way he walks and runs. You can tell. He's tired all the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, you got to keep in mind though, he, I mean, he, you're right. He's been hurt a lot. He's been, he's hurt been a his lot, first, bro. he's been first two years. Yeah. His rookie year he was hurt, and out of the draft. He was hurt the next year after that. Like, he didn't even get any playing time until his third year in the league.
1: Yep. So. And then when he did that, he was playing like every other game, which was throwing him off as well. He never really got into a rhythm. Then after he got I think his fourth or fifth year, he was finally able to get a little bit of a starting role, but it wasn't—it wasn't his full coming-out party. In terms of his physical fitness, I just—I think he has to be taking care of himself. It's probably the African food, to be honest with you.
3: Because he's from
1: where? Uh, I think he's Cameroonian. Yes. Congolese.
0: No, Cameroon? I think it's—I think it's Cameroonian. Yeah
1: i think what was it? another nba player went there was it it wasn't looking by amute it was the other one with the with the rockets i forget his name
3: oh i don't remember no, no,
1: it was it was looking by amute you sure yeah that was
0: that's i was gonna i was thinking senegalese but i think that's uh who was that dude that used to be on the wolves gorgie dang him
1: oh yeah <laughs> Was He's him. actually pretty good. I thought he was going to be better than what he turned out to be.
3: He wasn't too bad.
0: The, those Wolves teams for so long were just <sighs> weird, man. Dude, it was so funny to me on this offseason seeing Ricky Rubio oh, man. work so hard to escape the Timberwolves, <laughs> and then it came full circle, and he got traded back.
1: Oh. He's actually a good player. He's not bad at all. It's just, you know... He didn't fit in too much wherever he ended up staying. I think Utah I would have kept him instead of um Conley because Conley hasn't really gotten to where he's supposed to be yet.
0: I don't think Conley's ever gonna be the same after all those all those injuries. It's tough, man. It is. I mean it Your body takes wear and tear and it'll just it'll
1: change you, man.
0: It will. I mean, just after a certain point in time, your body just physically is like, "Yo, we, we can't we can't do this anymore.
1: I think the biggest one was Derrick Rose.
0: Of course, he's the most I would agree. He's the most famous example of. And it's sad, man, because his body wasn't even fully developed yet. Scary. That dude won MVP at what, 20 years Sweet. old,
3: 21, something like that. That's Scary. And then, just rushing I don't know.
1: back, man. You gotta take care of yourself. Can't be pressured, similar to KD.
3: Marshawn Lynch said it best, man. Take care of your mentals. Take care of your chicken.
0: Exactly. So, and I agree. I love this. K. I love that. KD is just like, yeah. He they he literally signed that contract, and they were like, yeah, this first year is just a dummy year. I'm I'm rehabbing this whole time. Y'all making me do shit. <laughs> and
1: they're
3: like, all right, yeah, yeah, it works.
1: We'll see how it goes for them though. They have a really talented team around them. It's really, really deep. Almost like the um Clippers of the East.
0: Do you like Landry Shaman going there?
1: I love him. I right? he's he's an excellent role player. He could potentially be a really, really decent starter.
0: Agreed. I mean, as much as I, as much as I don't like the guy, sometimes he was one of those. He's one of those dudes that if you had him on your team,
3: you'd really appreciate him. Mm-hmm. So, because he can shoot gonna, the ball well. Good. I was going to say similar
1: to Pat Pat Beverly. I know you like him a lot. That's your guy.
3: Yeah.
0: Hmm. That's I'm telling you. That's a lot of the Clippers. Just a yeah, lot of those so. dudes on that team were just like, like, like the Morris. Like Marquis Morris is like, bro. If I have you, that's great. But if I'm playing against you, God, you're getting nervous. Fight fighting, gender, bro. Exactly.
1: You Have to fight.
0: Oh, <laughs> my goodness. So, how do you feel about Chris Paul to the Suns? You think that actually helps Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton?
1: I actually think it will, especially Devin. Just take some pressure off of him you know, let him kind of float around get some more easy buckets. And then DeAndre, I think he can really, really be top five bigs. So Chris Paul might help him unlock something within himself. I think he's going to help the offense, definitely. It's a really interesting team. I'm really, really curious to see how they're going to actually play well together.
0: And did you see... Uh, Kelly Oubre, I know you're big on him.
1: Man. I, I hate seeing him go, but you gotta do what you gotta do. And the kid that they drafted, Cam, he's all right. I think they got him last year. They, they say he's a really good shooter, but we'll see. I think Kelly was a, he was perfect for them. He brought a lot of energy to them. Co-star to to Devin whenever DeAndre was out. But, you know, let's I, I see what the Warriors do with Kelly, though. I, I like him a lot. I agree. I mean, just another example, of the rich get richer, right? Yep, yep. But, again, they might just package all this stuff and trade it. I, I just I wonder what they're thinking. I'm really, really curious to what they're thinking.
0: If I'm then, I'm thinking you jam – because with Kevin Durant leaving, with everyone getting hurt, you kind of see your championship window, at least in theory, closing, Right. You think to yourself, all right, we, you finally – or at least the reality of it sets in like, hey, we, we can't do this forever. We need to do as much as we can now, right? So I think what they're trying to do is essentially take a piece of wood and jam it in there and keep that window open just a little bit longer. That's what I think they're trying
3: to do.
1: The thing, though, I don't really – I used to really, really, really like Steph. I think whenever the bandwagoners came on, I kind of fell off a little bit. But I don't respect him enough to see him as somebody who can literally carry a franchise. I think his body's going to just wear out. I don't really believe in him like that, to be honest with you. I honestly think that they're done. There's nowhere they're going to win another championship, unless they get somebody else. But if it's just Clay and Steph and James, I just I can't see it. The West is too, too big. It's too many people.
0: It is. It's crowded. It's a crowded room in the West. Um, And I – here's my thing on it. I'm not going to be sad if they don't. I think they've definitely had their time, and I think they've had more than enough of a dynasty to set themselves apart for all of history in basketball. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know it. They were – what is it? Almost four or five straight – like four straight finals they made an appearance in. Three out of four.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not bad at all.
0: So – If they don't win another one, I'm not going to be sad about it. They've had a good run, and I think they'll be remembered fondly. But I don't know. I think it'd be silly to discount them and not think of them
1: as a threat at all. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I really don't. Steph is just not that guy. His body, his ankles, I don't know if you remember whenever he was first drafted. First couple of years, man. (sighs) Yeah. He just he can't he can't be like James Harden. He can't carry the team and give you, what, 35 and eight. He might give you maybe 25, six. It's just not gonna be enough. Because I, mean, I think he's also he's getting older, so now you have to pace him. I don't know, man. And people I mean, are gonna be keen on him. You want to body him up a little bit. It's just it's too much for him to to handle. It's too much to ask of him. At his stature.
0: The man did have back to back MVPs in the middle of that run. But okay. Know, but he had Clay. He did have Clay. Clay Thompson, in my opinion, greatest microwave scorer of all time.
1: I would agree with you.
0: Like, I know we have Lou Will out there in the world and we have Jamal Crawford who ah, would enter this chat and bro. have something to say, but I would still put, as far as like just. Instantly turn it on and get it going, Clay Thompson.
1: But let me ask you this, though. If, let's say, only one of them was on the court with your first or second unit, no, with your second unit, who would be the best
3: microwave scorer? I believe, without a doubt, it would be Jamal Crawford. I think he's a better scorer than Clay. I would agree with you only because
0: Jamal Crawford has handles. That and he has experience in that role. He's his his entire career, you know, has been sixth man of the year leading the leading the kind of second unit on offense. I think Clay Thompson, while again, I still think he's the best microwave scorer of all time, I think he benefits a lot from like gets a lot of benefit from that by playing with guys like Steph Curry. He played with Kevin Durant. Playing in the offense he did, it gave him all those opportunities. Jamal Crawford a lot of time was leading Remember the long time he led the Clippers bench, oh, yeah. and then he was leading, like, Phoenix and Sacramento and just wherever man. the hell he ended up. Yeah, yeah. Wherever, yeah. The, wherever
3: the hell he ended up, man. But Professional scorers, is what they call him. Yeah, dude, he's, he's a walking bucket. And that man has an entire, like, I believe he probably, dudes
0: like that, have an entire black book. Of, like, everyone whose ankles they've taken in, in the game.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like he can still play. That's the thing.
0: Like, ooh, I'm not going to lie to you. That last uh, that last Dirk home game against the Suns, when he was just cooking and cooking, and I was like, please, someone tell this man to not ruin Dirk's last <laughs> home game. Please,
1: please. Hey, I'm sorry, man. When you get on the court,
3: I just want to go home. That's it. Oh, so
0: <sighs> I thought it was something, but yes, I would think out of all those guys, Jamal Crawford is probably the best leading a bench. But it just purely turn it on and go. It's Clay. The man had thirty-eight points in a quarter. You, you can't you can't ask anything else out of that. You can't. Man's head. Oh, go ahead. He had sixty points on eleven dribbles in one game.
1: It's ridiculous. To actually, to be honest with you, if I had to take somebody when they were at, at their absolute hot hotness, I would probably go with Clay, even over Steph. Whenever Clay gets hot, he's the most
3: dangerous to me between both of them. I think Clay is the better shooter. I think
0: Steph is just so ballsy in his game. Like pound for pound, I think Clay is, the, is has the better shot, but Steph Curry is just so ballsy with his game. You got to think he ushered in the entire era of we're taking like three steps back and then shooting the three.
1: Yeah, he did.
0: Like. Larry Bird did it before it was cool, but Steph ushered in the entire age where he made it cool. So, I think the man will – he's not afraid to put up any shot on you at any time
3: from anywhere on that court. He's not afraid at all, in my opinion. So, Um, So, you're saying
1: Clay's the best shooter of all time? He's the best
3: shooter I've ever
0: seen. At least that I've ever seen play. And all the time I've been watching, he's the best shooter I've ever seen.
3: So. I would agree with you, to be honest. I've just never. It's so.
0: The catch and shoot threes are just so effortless. He's almost like a robot out there sometimes. You ever notice that man has, like, no expression on his face ever at all?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but you see, right. blank-faced assassin, dude. He just, he's stroke back down the court.
1: But the thing, though, now that you mention it, what if we got to see Steph play off-ball, See, so he can come off all those down, down pick-and-rolls of those down screens, catch-and-shoot? That might be different. Actually, now that I think about it,
3: what if mm. Steph had a Steph?
1: Right. Because you know, I think he he was already a fifty forty ninety type of player.
3: You know about Steph? You talking about Clay? Ah, uh, Steph. Yeah. I oh, yeah, I think he did. He hit the fifty forty ninety. I think yeah, he did exactly at least did. once. Yeah. yeah.
0: So. I mean, that's interesting to think about. What if, huh? <laughs>
1: Yep, but if... I mean, they could have got LaMelo. We could have seen that.
0: (laughs) God, what a small ball lineup that would be, man. God. Mm -hmm. Running Draymond at the five. Who are you putting at the four at that point? Fucking...
1: You find somebody, man.
0: You can put Andrew Wiggins out there at the four in that lineup, bro. God.
1: Actually... I put Lamelo at the four. To be honest, he's six seven.
0: Mellow, I like that. I like to see that uh, Mellow re-signed with the the Blazers.
1: I respect that. Because you didn't respect them earlier. Uh, them never. I remember, I, didn't. I remember. all of it.
0: I know. I remember the slander was real. The slander was hot and it was real, and this is true. But I am honestly, I'm glad to see him in.
3: Basketball is decent. basketball is better with Mellow.
1: Some decent respect. I mean. So that's much to ask for.
3: Where's my damned respect?
1: I mean, this is, he 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 was KD before KD. He was the go-to scorer.
3: Mm-hmm. So, but fair's fair, and fair, all due respect. I'm happy to see the man play basketball. So. <sighs> How about your boy Maradona, though? Oh, man, yeah, yeah, I wanted to touch
0: rip, on that. Ripped to a legend, bro.
1: This year has been an interesting one. Once to definitely remember.
0: I'm fucking tired of it, bro. Oh, my god, done with it. I'm sick of this year, man. It,
3: it. <sighs> bro. I definitely
1: rest in peace to Maradona, though. That's one of, it's crazy thinking he's not here. He had such a lively personality about him. Like, he made everything look fun. For real? And he, he has swag. Like, I liked his old man swag too. Like, it was, the, when I first got the notification, it said he was having brain surgery, but it wasn't anything major.
0: Like, weeks ago, a couple of weeks yeah. ago,
1: right? Yeah. Right. And then a couple of days ago, it was like, he dies. It's like, and I heard they are investigating the, um, the, the, the instructions right? Dr: Yeah, yeah, from my practice, I don't know, man this like you said, man, I'm really over this year myself. I, I've learned a lot. There's been some good times, but the losses, or maybe it's supposed to be lessons we're supposed to learn It's tough. Like
3: bro, you remember the, do you remember that Kobe died this year? That was this year.
0: <laughs> that was this year. That's how we started 2020 was we lost Kobe. And it has felt like 17 lifetimes and a million years ago. And that was all still in this year. I, I'm I'm sick of it, bro. Yeah. They, they can't. 2020 can't keep doing this to us, man.
1: I just can't. wanted to get over it. The thing is, it, we're thinking 2021 is going to balance it out.
3: We'll see. Wear your mask out there, folks. Mask up. First of all. Because I'm not going to lie to
0: y'all, if I have to go another sports season without actually going to an in person event, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> like, if I don't get to see the Mavs play in person this season, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind.
1: I mean, big past that. That's not. Like, we're talking about real teams like the Lakers. You know what I mean? Bro. Even
3: Booty like Knicks. If you don't, don't stop with team.
1: this. Want if, to you don't,
0: if you don't take DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge along with Lonnie Walker, the fourth haircut, <laughs> and stop all this god-dang disrespect here, I will not have it any further, Jeremy. I will the not have it.
1: On it. Okay, between uh, DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus, who are better two-point shooters than both of them? Literally nobody. Killers, they're, they're, the, they're the mid-range
3: gods. I'll give you that. If basketball didn't have a three-point
0: shot, DeMar DeRozan <laughs> would be Kobe, fam. He would be fucking Kobe, I'm telling you.
1: That's a fact. That is a fact. The saddest like, part is I never really liked him over Kyle Lowry, to be honest with you. I respected his game, but I didn't think he was better than Kyle.
0: I didn't think he was better. I thought they worked well together, but I just – it's what I always thought. I knew the man, like – I. Was, I always thought to myself, tomorrow you just you can't shoot the three. You don't shoot the three mid range. God, but where's the three ball?
1: It's kind of like he, if if he had the three ball, he could have been in the MVP discussion. He probably would have beat Cleveland a couple of times, honestly, because he's a, he's a killer. He has that mentality already. I don't know why he just never put in the work at the three. It's like he just gave up and was like, yeah,
3: this is not for me. I could do something else though. And besides, you always hate to see—you always hate to see your ex break up with you, and, then, know, immediately go, and oh, then immediately go, and then
0: immediately go get a new man, and then you know that they—they're that better than you and all that good shit. Sure. Like, bro,
1: it wasn't even that—that that she got somebody else. You knew this person. You saw him coming from a mile away. He was like a better version of you, really. <laughs> <laughs> he's
0: that dude. It, it's literally just that meme. It's like you versus the dude. She tells you not to work. Exactly. It really
1: was. Man. Oh. I know that had to hurt, man. There's no way it cannot hurt.
0: Well, like, I mean, think about it. He's sitting there and he's like, bro, I did not spend all these years on this mediocre-ass team freezing my ass off up north. If you want to trade me for Kawhi fucking Leonard and go win a ring, I'm so, I'd be salty as hell if I were him.
1: Oh, definitely. But I feel like now he's changed his perception on it. I think he's ready to, like, just go off and retire. Because he opted back in with us. I don't know why. I didn't want him to stay. <laughs> I was hoping he would leave. <laughs> Man, go home to Green the Passions, bro. We're trying to rebuild over here. We don't need a mid-range killer, bro. I don't need a $25 million
0: mid-range game.
1: We don't. We really don't.
0: You and LaMarcus, it's... it's... It's too much, we're, man. We're calling this experiment, fam. It's done.
1: We're out of here. <laughs> I, I thought maybe the Lakers would, would entice him to come through, take a little pay cut. Actually, you know what? They should just sign a trade, give us Kyle Kuzma. Let us flip In that. Your dreams, dude. <laughs> Why not?
3: In Your dreams. I mean, he's a better third option. Could you imagine that though? That'd be a hell of a young core. Jesus. Now i mean,
1: DeMar with with LeBron and A D. Just where they don't win.
0: He would eat at the dude, he would eat at the mid range every day. You'd wait until LeBron or AD have like three guys covering him in the paint. You <laughs> kick it out, and we are elbow jumpers till I die.
1: It's butter. It, but it's really becoming a lost art in this game. They need to go back to it. That's why I love Melo so much, man. Just give him the ball. Low post, elbow. Jab step, jab step, step back, pump, splash.
0: It's funny. The most the most mellow thing I've ever seen was a game when he was with the Thunder. <laughs> and it was when they were playing the it was the Lakers before I think LeBron got there, when they were still pretty bad. Corey Brewer was
1: mm.
0: up against, against Melo in the paint. And Melo, just like you said, he took a, dude, 10, 15 <laughs> seconds every time, just back him down, back him down, back him down, hook, back him down, back him down, back him down, step back, switch. I was like, bro,
1: stop playing with your food before you eat it, man, and just get this bucket and go on. It's a it's a dance, man. Y'all don't understand. It's a dance. You have to go through the process. You got to fill it out. And then, you know. Butter. It's kind of like it's kind of like wearing a do rag. You have to let the
3: waves bake, and then when it's time, you can reveal it. But they have to bake. How can you go back to the basket if you don't go back to the basket, right? Exactly.
1: But anyways, these Cleveland Browns keep winning. I don't really like it. Does that bother you, or is it just me? Deadass, they're the worst 8-3 team I've ever seen in my <laughs> life, bro. be honest, man. Doesn't doesn't sit right with me. They they're the,
0: they're the worst 8-3 team I've ever seen in my goddamn life. <laughs> so, like, the fact that they're going to make the playoffs, but not the Ravens, possibly, like, really, <laughs> I, I don't like that.
3: Cam... Is hey, not man. looking
1: good
3: right now, hey, fam. man. Hey, hey. Bro, I'm just telling hey.
1: you,
0: it is not looking good.
1: This man doesn't have any weapons, man. What don't y'all understand about that? Come on, <laughs> Come on. Rex
0: Burk. Rex Burkhead had the breakout game, and then he immediately got hurt afterwards.
1: Exactly. Like my y'all are killing my guy out here, man. I was really killing my guy out here. Wow. They go, oh, they go really? every three one year. The- I don't know, man.
0: If do you take Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields if you're the Jets?
1: I'm sorry. Whoever has the number one pick, you have to take Trevor. Personally, it's tough. It really is. But you you have to he's the prototypical, you know for sure. You have to.
3: I would agree with you. I would take Trevor Lawrence myself.
0: Um, I think he's got I like not only does he have I think all the skills that Justin Fields had. He has the prototypical size, like you said. Exactly. Um, he can move. He can throw. He's pretty good decision making. He's got the arm
3: strength for sure. That means he's got can. Mm-hmm. So, um,
0: I don't know. I got lost there, but no, I would take Trevor Lawrence over Justin Fields too. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, do you think the Jets go 0-16 on the season?
1: I think they're hoping they do. They're probably planning on it. I would not be surprised.
0: The only thing that would be better and more Jetsy than the Jets going 0-16 is because what is it? The Jaguars are 1-15, right? They're they're the other the team with only like one win. It would be so Jets like for them to win one game before the end of the year and that somehow screw them out of the first pick and they let the Jaguars get it that would be so cosmically fulfilling and on par for them that it would be so so beautiful to see
1: but in all honesty Justin Fields would not be a bad consolation prize I, I absolutely I, 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 I... not did you see what D Hop posted? That little picture?
3: Yeah. Bro. <laughs>
1: That's petty as hell. We've missed so I love it though. we missed so much over
0: the past couple of weeks. Me and Sam were watching the Bills Cardinals game together. And I remember did you watch that game that hail Mary that Hop had?
1: I saw the ending yeah.
0: Did you see the Stephon Diggs touchdown before it?
1: Yeah, I saw that too. That was nice. Yes.
0: Right. So we were watching that game, and when that Stephon Diggs catch happened, I was like, oh, that is a fucking nice way to seal that game up, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I remember, because Sam had said, all right, well, the Bills are about to be, I think they were 7-2, he's like, they're about to be 8-2, and two. and I was like, give, give, give Kyler Murray a chance, we'll see. And sure enough, it ends with that play, and I was like, oh,
1: nice.
0: Watching that live was so much fun.
1: But then the, the debate started to come about, is he the best wide receiver? The, the disrespect, man.
3: Is, I know. I was, listen, it.
0: listen. I know how you feel about it. I know how you feel. I'm sure you felt all the same disrespect
1: this year with all this DK talk going on, right? I mean, it's it's not even disrespect. It's blasphemous to compare to Calvin. Of all people, Calvin. Huh.
0: Okay, no, I was referring to the Julio Jones. Yeah, to, to, to compare to Calvin right now is that's uncalled for. I was talking about everyone talking about like the DK Metcalf, Julio Jones things. I know Julio, do you? I know how we
1: feel. You feel the, <laughs> the same Julio way about part, Julio? You? It's just that, that part is just idiotic. He's not fluid. He's never going to be that fluid. Julio is six four, moving the way he moves. It's ridiculous. There's no way he's going to catch up with Julio. Impossible. I can't see that.
3: Remember that picture
0: I sent you a couple of weeks ago, because I knew it'd come in handy, of the, it was Calvin getting double covered? Yes. Bro, I've never seen that in my life.
1: (laughs) Never in my life. That's like some high school things, you know? Like, these are grown men, but it's usually what you do in high school, if that.
3: Oh my... DK is cooking early. He has got
0: seven receptions for 118 yards in the first half. Bro.
3: He's a freak. How about Tyreek Hill, fam? Man. You
1: know, he has a special category. I don't think he's a wide receiver. He's not a running back. He's what you call a weapon. Okay. That dude is a weapon. Don't Don't limit him to one specific
3: position. Like... Just, my goodness. 203,
0: like over 200 receiving yards and two touchdowns in the first quarter. Excuse me?
1: God. They they said he was on pace for 1,000 yards for the day.
3: Bro, if God. (laughs) Jesus. Dude, it. It will never
0: not blow my mind watching the Chiefs play football, especially Patrick Mahomes.
1: Of course. You know, this.
0: like it, it just will never not blow my mind
3: watching that dude play. He is. Chicago, you really traded a pick away
0: to move up to take Trubisky.
1: In all fairness, he really had the great size to look for in the quarterback. That's it. In my eyes at the time. That is it.
3: I don't know what else you saw. Not even not even
0: okay. And even if you want to look at Patrick Mahomes and say he played in the Big Twelve at Texas Tech, it what it, it they played to his strength, you know, whatever you want to say about him, but you didn't want to pick Deshaun Watson either, who had been going up yes. against Nick Saban every year for like
3: ever at that point. Come on now. This was real, man. I don't, I don't know why. Come on, man. Come on, bro. I, I part of me that. feels bad for, for Mitch, you know.
1: Because I heard he's really sensitive about the whole situation. People talking bad about him in the organization, turning off TVs as he's working out. It's just his psyche is just shot. And he put Nick Foles in, and it's like he might be done. Or he might just need a new start. Just go somewhere. Detroit, maybe I don't know. Speaking don't of Detroit, though, yeah, yeah, my guy got fired, man. Finally, so, <laughs> it's only ridiculous. a matter. It was only a matter of time. It was. I was hope, I was hoping he could turn it around, but yes, I, he can still be a really good defensive coordinator. I think maybe not a head coach just yet, but he should definitely get another chance. I like him. It's cool rocket science
3: i don't disagree
0: with the i don't i don't dislike the guy he's not a he's not a very good head coach in this tenure not this like time him. at least nope. so but i mean it happens all the time every day in the nfl you pluck coordinators and you think they'll be good and they don't but it happens um speaking of quarterbacks who need second chances right mm-hmm. do you think it is disrespectful to Jameis winston that Taysom hill is
3: getting these starts
1: I would say no, only because number one, they actually the offense looks more energized with him in there, and the uh, opposing defenses are not expecting or preparing to play him in a traditional way. So it's gonna hold them back a little bit because you don't know what you're gonna get out of him. So I feel like he's he's more of a team player. He's understanding. Just let it ride out.
0: Is that about says? Yeah. Yeah, I don't really think he's. I don't think he's got any. I don't think he's got any hate or anything. I just, right. you you have to think that like, in the back of his head, he's got to be just a little
1: bit salty, right? If you were better, you'd be starting, right? It's called what it is. Hey, man, I. The with that gives us the best chance to win. Period. Straight up, I don't disagree with you there. I mean, and of course, Taysom Hill
0: is. We call him the gadget guy, right? That's what he. That's what his technical position probably is.
1: Shit. What a position though! Like, that's really enjoying football. You get to be a receiver one day, play quarterback, running back, be on punt, punt return, kickoff. Dude is just playing football.
3: Right.
0: Well, I mean, your entire security is in the fact that you can do anything. Well,
3: you can do any of it. Yeah. (laughs) That's really so. I don't – I'm not mad
0: at it. It's definitely interesting for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all the talk of we'll we'll see if Taysom Hill can be the quarterback of the future. I think we need to go and squash right. that. Yeah. yeah, I think we need to <laughs> go ahead and squash that. So I've heard a lot of a couple of articles I've been reading about. They're like, yeah, it could be. It's nah. possibly the Saints are looking to see if they have something. I'm like,
3: well, they should stop looking because this ain't it.
1: <laughs> I think they would know by now if they had something. I'm pretty sure
3: right
1: so but i think Jameis is perfect for them going forward i think you think so? step right in yes absolutely i actually really really like Jameis, as well as josh rosen but people want to give up on us it's cool we'll be back
0: <sighs> speaking of uh speaking of court, speaking of the saints actually we'll stay with this i'll make it relevant here um How do you like this Denver Broncos quarterback situation for this game against them?
1: So they said he was a practice wide receiver, right? Practice squad?
0: Fam. (laughs) He literally, he played quarterback in high school and won state championship one year. He was a backup quarterback at Wake Forest before he turned wide receiver his senior year. Undrafted rookie. This year he was cut by the Broncos like, right after camp or, like, in the first couple of weeks of the season. The man was out bagging groceries, fam. Oh, man, for real. He was working odd jobs, and they called him up and signed him back in November, and then he didn't even get practice reps oh.
3: at the position.
1: So Bro. are you telling me, they were like, what are we going to do? Someone was like, oh, wait, 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 you remember that dude back then? <laughs> they called him up and just did this over her couple of days that's what well no like i said
0: they because they had already signed him back to the practice squad in november um when like one of the receivers got hurt that he was already back on the team going to practice for about a month but they didn't know until saturday night that all of them would be deemed high risk and ineligible um so they had already practiced that day so they literally didn't even get he didn't even get a chance to take quarterback reps and practice because it was so sudden, I don't know if you heard one of their like one of their offensive coaches. I remember, I don't remember exactly what his title was. Did you hear about this?
1: Yeah, I did. He
0: he played quarterback at UCF from like 2008 to 2010. They called the NFL and they were like, "Hey, yo, can we use this guy?" And they were like, "No."
1: Why not? Probably. That's not ho. That's good. what I'm saying. That's
0: hoeing, dude. I would I would have let the guy play at that point. Shit. Do you know how how, how old he was? like, gotta have been in his 30s somewhere.
1: I wonder what he was thinking.
0: (laughs) You think they came to him and, like, asked and he, like, probably thought it was a joke. (laughs) They are like, hey, what matter if we call the NFL and see if you can play? And he was like, yeah, sure, LOL. And then they were like, hey, yo, can we use this guy? And he's like, wait, 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 chill. Chill.
1: Chill. That's a lot to ask, though, if you haven't played in a while. Because then the thing that I don't like about that situation is Colin Kaepernick is still out there. So. Oh, okay.
0: Well, that was a big thing that everyone gotten. Yeah. Got it. Getting time His name was trending right after this whole situation, obviously. But the biggest thing, um, at least for that situation was he wouldn't have been able to play anyways due to COVID protocol. He would have had to pass negative tests and quarantine for several days beforehand. So even if they had signed him Saturday night, as soon as they found out, at best, he could have only played this week.
1: At best.
0: At at best. Like, as soonest. Not at best. The soonest he could have played was this week. So, I definitely thought that myself. I was like, well, if there was ever a time. But maybe in any other year,
3: just not this one. Uh. But... It made me think of uh remember Luke McCown? Is it Luke or Josh? Josh.
0: Remember, the one Josh. that signed signed for the Eagles, right? Yep. They have him as the emergency quarterback. I remember hearing about these details from ESPN. They pay him twelve thousand a week. <laughs> he he lives here in Texas actually. Like wow. he doesn't even live in Philly. He lives here in Texas on his ranch. But they pay him 12000 a week just to, at any point in time, if they need to, call him up and say, come play for us. Kind of exactly like they did last year when Wentz got hurt right before they uh, made that playoff start. Mm-hmm. So Josh McCann had to go in and play. Yep. And that's what they did. They called him and they were like, yo, you need to be here like yesterday. And there he was. Back I wish court, somebody man. I wish somebody would pay me 12000 a week just to be on standby, bro.
1: Oh, the backup quarterbacks, man. That is the position, really, a premier position. Just to chill, reap the benefits. You get to run scout team offense during the week. Could be like a um, practice superstar.
0: Well, not just that. You get paid. You get paid pretty good, premium backup money at least, because you're you're a premium position. Even if you're the it backup, is. you're the next best guy. So you're getting like. Your backup quarterback is getting like six, eight million a year on these contracts. Bro, yes. and then what was it, Matt Castle? I think one year the backup god got like forty million dollars on a contract.
3: <laughs> Jeez Louise, bro! Quarterbacks finesse money. They no, do. They definitely do. They that's the
1: number one position to do so. They're really overpaid. like, okay.
0: like who's the biggest? In your opinion, who's the biggest finesse player in
1: the NFL? Oh, in the NFL, period. Like who, previously time,
0: or even previously or currently, got the most money out of their career for doing nothing?
1: I at the top of the list, I have a couple of names. So number one would be Sam Bradford. Of course. Maybe a close second would be Jay Cutler. He's another one that I thought of. Kirk um, Cousins is kind of doing his thing now. I've, to be honest, mm. I actually like Kirk. He's a nice little game manager. I actually like him. Honestly.
0: But finessing over $100 oh, yeah. million in Bro. fully guaranteed contracts Bro. from the Vikings?
1: got to respect it, man. It's a hustle. It's a game. Bro.
3: That's, that's big business right there. It's Let me like tell you big what. Game. That respect, is big business. Respect him a lot.
0: Um, Jay Cutler, you are absolutely right. That dude finesse Chicago for so many
1: years. With Look the most person, I know you're gonna hate. It's hard to cut you off, but you good. Matthew Stafford is just not that guy. He's never been that guy. I'm sorry, I have to throw his name in there.
0: Disrespectful. Understand where you're coming from. Disrespectful nonetheless, especially in the company that this list is keeping. Disrespectful yeah, in my opinion.
1: It. I get it. I'm not backing down from it. I understand though.
0: Um Brock Osweiler, remember that
3: name? <laughs>
1: <Ooh>. Bro. <laughs> he 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 did it the the best way possible. Because Houston really thought they had something like real talk.
3: God Oh my goodness
1: Who do you think is the number one?
3: Sam
0: Bradford, 100%. I've never seen somebody finesse so much money for doing virtually nothing. Because even the other guys, Jay Cutler had plenty of actual just, I don't even necessarily say good years, but he had plenty of actual just years playing football for them. Kirk Cousins, like him or hate him, he's had actual just years playing football. I've never seen somebody get paid so much to have knee surgeries constantly.
1: I wonder, man, I wonder what he's doing with his money, though.
3: Rolling around on it butt naked in a bed, Wolf of Wall Street style, fam. That's what I do.
1: What a guy.
3: Dude. And, like, oh. But I was
0: thinking about this, too. Expand it to all of sports. Who's the biggest finesse, do you think?
1: That is a really good question.
3: Let me think.
0: Let me tell you about one, one of my favorites that comes up every year you've probably heard of. You ever heard of Bobby Bonilla in baseball? No, I have not. You ever heard of Bobby Bonilla Day? So, I'll explain it to you. Bobby Bonilla was a baseball player. He played for the Mets in the like late 90s up to 2000. In 2000, they were going to release him, but he still had $5.8 million left on his contract. So, his agent being a genius... um. Convinced them to basically back pay it, essentially. There's a certain term for it that I can't think of off the top of my head, but they basically backloaded it. So instead of paying it as $5.8 million at release, what they did is starting in 2011, every year until 2035, they cut him a check for like $1.9 million on July 1st. Wow. Not even kidding you, every year, just like clockwork. July first, the Mets cut him a check for like 1. 1.5, 1. 1.9, somewhere in that range million dollars. So over the life of that now, it's going to be a payout of like 29 million or something like that. So what genius agent did that? Exactly. Like they, exactly. you stretch, you stretch <laughs> 5.8, delay a payment by about 10 or 15 years, right. and in the end you get like 29 million
1: split the game.
0: And, like, it's crazy, because he had, like, at least 50-plus million career earnings already, so you have all that to live off of. On top of that, you're telling me someone's going to cut me a check for what is
3: essentially going to be my play money for the year? Bro, (laughs) like, life's great at that point, man. Oh, yeah. Life is great. So...
0: But, God, we could talk about the NBA, too. Jesus Christ. I'm going to start with Jan Mahimi. Um, whoever the was it the Wizards, I think, decided to pay him $64 million. <sighs> Man, the year the salary cap really exploded was a weird year, bro. You remember that offseason? I
1: do. I do.
0: They were giving anybody that could breathe and put on shoes money for to play basketball that year, bro. Timothy Mozgov got paid by the Lakers. Remember how that turned out?
1: I actually like him, man. He was not bad at all, man. He's a role player. Let the man lives,
3: Man.
0: But bad contracts exist everywhere in sports. They really do that. Bloated bad contracts everywhere.
1: Sometimes you have to overpay. You just have to sometimes. It's a penalty for in a place where nobody wants to go,
3: yeah, but
0: yeah, but do I have to pay Chandler Parsons ninety six million dollars for seven points per game over the course of that contract? uh, do I really Jeremy do I
1: yeah, potential man it's just it's Dallas, they just contaminate talent that's what they do,
0: contaminate talent he was he was like third rate at best when he got here,
1: no he he was balling out in Houston. He was progressing.
0: Man, my eyes. My eyes, bro. Thank you all so much for tuning in today again. Be sure to follow the show at Not that MJ Cast and like and subscribe on YouTube. Also, leave us a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. It would really help us out. Until next time, we'll see y'all.
1: Peace.